I've gotten sick at certain, certain places and, and just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, uh, I'll have to get sick, like, three times. Yeah. Yeah, like, Chipotle had, like, an E. coli thing yeah. several years ago. No, I, I, yeah, I used to get, I, 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 <laughs> I've gotten it from Chipotle before. It's always the lettuce. Like, I'm just like, I don't really care about lettuce that much. Like, I'll just not have lettuce. it on stuff. <laughs> it has such a good texture, though. Yeah, it, it does, but I'm also like... Uh, I'm okay without it to the point where if it's gonna get me sick, like I'll just put more, put more pico in it or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Glazed Eyes is an alt rock, emo, and power pop inspired band from Pensacola, Florida. But you could have read that in their bio. What you probably don't already know is that the band is releasing their debut album entitled Holding Out on a Dream this Friday, or if you're listening to this later, December 1st, 2023. And speaking of holding out on a dream, this one's been in the works for them for the better part of four years. I was fortunate enough to sit down in person with front men, yes, front men, plural, you heard that right. Actually, where are my manners? Allow me to allow them to introduce themselves. I'm CJ Castillo. CJ plays guitar and sings for Glazed Eyes. And I'm Robert Goodspeed. Robert, get this, plays guitar and sings. He also manages the famed local venue, The Handlebar. But enough from me. Let's hear from them. understand it you've all been playing together or alongside one another for a long time many years and sort of formed up as a band around 2019 is that safe to say yeah i think that's right about when it started yeah okay has it been that long (laughs) i guess so yeah i love a good origin story um so if you wouldn't mind how did how did it all begin so me and cj have been playing together for like a lot longer than that uh and me and taylor have been as well and me and mac have been as well so in a weird way like i've played with each of the members in the band but in different projects and so the band that me and cj played with was called palafox which was like an 80s hair metal band and uh we were both like very into like guitar shreddy shit and uh um that's how we we started that band um what was that maybe 2012 yeah something like that probably um, i just moved back yeah he had just moved back from gainesville yeah. and uh so we had we'd been playing with that for a really long time and um you know so we we had a lot of chemistry there uh even to the point where like some of the first times that we ever like jammed together it was just like we could like read each other's mind immediately yeah. so like there was like a time where him and the drummer were playing a song and uh, I just kind of like jumped in and like knew exactly what the core progressions were supposed to be. And he you goes, "That's do that crazy." In every band you're yeah, in. he's just like, "That's you're crazy." Just, you're you so just good like, at thought it was that song structure. You kind of just <laughs> yeah. flow through with it. And uh, so, so we had been playing for a while, and CJ was in another band with the drummer Mac called Capsule Hotel, which was like a super chunk power dinosaur pop junior yeah nice. type band and fuzz uh, rock. yeah fuzz rock that's right that's a really good way to put it so they were playing for a while and at the same time that me and taylor were playing in a band called 10th inning uh it was like an atari's punk style band and uh 
me and Mac were in various hardcore bands for a while and just had the idea like to you know try something different like all of us love like this era of like the 90s like alternative Jim Blossoms <laughs> Matchbox 20 like all sorts yeah. of stuff like that but College then rock, radio, yeah radio rock but then like I mean mixed in with like you know a little bit of knapsack taking back Sunday and then even it's like more, more modern stuff like I don't know like Jimmy Eat World Moose Blood yeah. stuff like that like so like a, a brainchild of that was kind of like form forming and uh simultaneously cj's band uh capsule hotel was kind of disbanding uh due to member members moving and uh kind of reached out and we're just like hey what do you think about like doing this like knowing that we all like like that kind of music and we were kind of on the back burner with Powell fox for a little bit so yeah uh, that's how that pretty much got started was just uh you know uh wanting to kind of bring together all the different kind of like really good musicians that i've had chemistry with over the years and kind of form something that like maybe is a little bit more up our alley as terms of like what we listen to on a regular basis i think that covers it right anything well, else what's interesting think? is like um one i don't know if it was the last capsule hotel show but it was a capsule hotel show and after we had played Rob just like texts me. He's like, "Hey, I got these tracks. Like, see what you can do with them." And I wrote the lyrics and melodies from like that night, and I, they became like two of our first songs, just like immediately. So it's awesome. pretty cool. Sometimes it just happens. Yeah, you know? yeah. We recorded that just the instruments because we were kind of demoing singers, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, we had this one guy that we were thinking about, and uh, it just felt like there wasn't really a lot of urgency in terms of like him wanting to like write stuff for it and then he I had sent a great it to, voice but yeah. he just like couldn't commit yeah and then so I send like, it and I send it to yeah. him and then like within the day he's just like alright here I already have this I'm like well let's get in the fucking studio like let's <laughs> let's 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 make it happen and like I think yeah. yeah like immediately we just like went in and recorded over it and we're like this is the band this is great we, we, we like this direction like a lot and we're uh, stoked about it cool so was there anything stopping you initially from just saying like we're gonna trade off like vocal duties or whatever you like wanted to get a vocalist in there first or i think uh i think just naturally i didn't gravitate towards asking cj because he was already in the other band and so like i just like there was some level of that but also like you know yeah uh, and i was singing in that other band so it's like singing duty for multiple bands yeah, together kind of yeah. yeah it's like what do you, you can you only can write about you know the so, same thing oh, in yeah. so many different ways i guess <laughs> unless like one band's maybe more of a happy band and another one's more of a sad band sure. uh yeah. but i feel like if you are writing happy and sad lyrics uh one of them is going to be very good and the other one's not going to be uh, just by nature honestly yeah, i would say the only people that i know that do equal work for like two bands plus they're very different yeah, it has to be, and yeah. so yeah. According to your your bio, you guys kind of bonded over a shared love of the '90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you already already kind of listed off some some bands. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure a lot of that is music based. But is there any other sort of '90s like nostalgia that really appeals to you that you bond over? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I think. I mean, one of the songs we like reference Boy Meets World, and yeah. uh, you know, like a lot of our designs are like meant to be in our music videos like really tailored to like kind of look vhs like and just uh you know bring you back to some of those early moments of like when you're first discovering you know uh feelings about 
whether it's movies or TV shows or music or anything like that. Right. Yeah, you just kind of rattled off a bunch of uh, 90s bands. Are there any of those that you would say you're more directly influenced by than others? Or is it just sort of like there's the appeal of the music and... Definitely Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Third Eye Blind, like just straight up. Sweet. There's the main bands, you know, yeah. Jim Blossoms, like you said. Yeah. So. Um, but we want to have more like a modern kick to it. I want people to know that we listen to those bands, mm-hmm. but maybe we're not trying to just emulate it. It's like the same. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Bird thing regurgitated. You know, so. Right. Yeah. Like there's like a couple of songs. If you listen to them, you can probably say like, oh, this sounds like a, you know, you dropped in one of these bands yeah. to like play the background music for us and then there's other ones where you're like oh this is like this is their sound and this is like what they're going for as opposed to that but you know in I terms- want us to remind people of it but not be just like well I'm just gonna go listen to that yeah I'll just go yeah. listen to that yeah. instead you know? exactly yeah I was telling Robert I saw you guys open for Strange Ranger uh, in like September or whatever. Yeah. I did take notes for that show because I was going to do some kind of a write-up or something and I completely, well, I don't know what happened oh, to them. Yeah. It was just too bad. But anyway, I specifically remember saying that one of the songs in particular, I don't remember which one it was, gave me like very heavy Gin Blossoms vibes. And I have cool. that like down here and so I'm glad you guys Sick, yeah. mentioned Sick. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge one for for both of us and all of us, really. It's just like a really underrated band that, uh, you know, there's some ones that kind of broke into the limelight, obviously, but uh, them, you know, they're really popular. I mean, they have several songs on the radio, but I feel like there's not a lot of recognition. There's probably only a handful of people where the song comes on and you're like, oh, I don't know who that is. But yeah. other people are like, I know the song, but I couldn't tell you who it is. We're on you know? so many soundtracks. Yeah. I feel like that, you know, it some really bands worked. that yeah. just dominated but like still are low-key yeah what is it like how to lose a guy in 10 days yeah there's like a very like great scene with that and i'm like okay yeah Yeah. this is uh this is he picks up the plant for yeah yeah i remember that yeah the moped part that's right and he's like yelling at her from it right That's what it takes, yeah, now pull over the cab. Um, sir, excuse me, sir, can you please pull the car over? We're in the middle of a bridge, lady. I can't pull the car over here. Okay, well then do you have an ashtray or something I can throw up in? Hey, lady. Cool, so what does uh, what does the songwriting process typically look like for you guys? I know we've sort of talked around that, but... Rob pretty much will just be like, hey, I got this riff. It's that's every band I've been in with Rob actually he really? just like we'll have a ton of riffs ready and then either I'll you know in other bands where I was just playing guitar I would add something a melody to it but with this it's like it's mostly Rob just has like song structure and riffs together and then I'll just play through them like we send each other notes like just voice messages yeah. and then if I'm going through something at that moment I'll just try to like stream of consciousness write down what i'm feeling and then sort out later cool there's like a lot of times where yeah like what he says like he'll i'll probably start a song idea and then we kind of like work through it but then there's other times where like i think cj kind of is like lightning in a bottle and i like really try to capture on that sometimes where i'm like oh we're rolling here it's like we were on this other idea but we're kind of going through this now so i'm like we're gonna table this and just go through this because like we're gonna be able to figure this out and there's been like so many times where like the intention at practice may have been to do something else and then we 
we're like kind of in this other direction we're like you know let's try it this way and like you know there's been like some some voice note demos that we have and we're we'll be like kind of playing through them and i'm like well what if we did it like this and made it a little faster and like maybe even you know change the key of it so that it like fits your voice better and so there's been several you know songs like that that we've kind of gotten through and um you know we don't necessarily maybe finish it in the in the time that we're practicing but like after kind of sitting on it for a little bit i'm like oh this would be like the perfect you know place for a bridge to do something like this or um maybe this is the chorus is better this way or maybe we should start with you know like that's kind of how uh the songwriting goes it's always just like you have an idea you let it snowball or uh if you get sidetracked go to the go to the thing that's working and just kind of keep pushing through that you're good at spotting those yeah, and then the and then lyrically, like I don't really have it's all, that's all CJ. Like mine's like just kind of uh, I just I'm, I'm there for influence or to kind of screen. Like if he's like, "What do you think of this?" I'm like, "All right, well, I see what you're trying to say. Like maybe the next verse, let's maybe you know tie it back in or whatever." That's kind of how that goes. You find that you guys ever end up recycling ideas that you've sort of tabled and thought to come back to them? Or I think so. Kinda, yeah. Like riff wise and lyrics, like there'll be stuff. I'll look through my notes and they'll be like, 2018. Yeah. Now, like 2017. I was yeah. like, well, I still feel that way, but maybe I don't want to say it that way. Sure. So yeah. I'll just, I have to rehash things over and over until it just fits the song nowadays. You know? Yeah. There's a there's a couple songs where like before CJ joined, I was just like jamming with Matt, and. Uh, I had like all the different kind of songs listed out on my phone and I went back and I'm like it's funny because like this is the first song that we like jammed but like as a band we probably didn't actually like record or like finish until like way way later like almost three or four years later it's just again just riding riding the hot hand and just there's some songs that just caught and then there's some that were like all right well you know I did have this idea so like let's uh you know, let's see if we can turn this into something. And there's so many where I listen to them and I'm like, oh, this is that song, but we play it like a little faster now and maybe more clean or maybe more, you know, dancey or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I noticed there are at least two songs on this album coming up that have been completely finished since 2019. That was Take My Hand and See You There, which were on your your first promo. Yeah. So are there any others? I mean, we've kind of already covered this, but there's quite a few that have been sitting for a while is that also safe to say yeah i think the album is 12 songs which is technically 11 because one of them is an intro okay two of those are um the the two promo songs that are re-recorded and then um you know little we have out right now a little bit of different spin on and everything and And then five that no one's heard yeah yeah how far back would you say it goes I'd say probably 2018 at the earliest, right? Okay. And then uh, even some of those ideas, like you said, like uh, maybe lyrically, you're like, oh, yeah. I wrote this like line like forever ago, and this is the hook that I wanted to keep with, you know? Yeah, because like you said, we put those those first two promo things, 2019, and we recorded them in a different tuning. Everything that's felt alright. Wish I could have met you twice I'll find a way to make it up somehow After all this time I've spent Still don't know just what it meant But when I close my eyes I see you there 
Yeah, so we were putting this album out through Sunday Drive Records, which is uh, good news. You know, yeah. I've heard really good things about them. How did that? How did that come about? Just like a, an endless pursuit, <laughs> like uh, just not giving up. I guess I just. I hit you know we basically how many submissions did you would you say you sent i probably sent him every time we put out a single and then i sent probably even like the prior promo just being like hey like we're doing this at some point and uh then when like we kind of like got all the finals out like i sent that to him and then every time we dropped a single i was just like hey you know out. just just so you know like here we are it's like i'll make this very easy just click the link and press play as opposed to like digging through like a Dropbox link or like whatever. Yeah. I mean, a handful uh, of, of submissions there, but it's great. I mean, I think that, I think that a lot of the bands on there are really cool. And I think that we kind of stand out in our own way in terms of, um, you know, how we're a little bit different. Like, I think his label is like a lot of um, it's like hardcore. Yeah, it's like hard bands. It's like hardcore bands with like side projects, and like that's what the vibe. And so it kind of fits in a way, but uh, um, also, yeah, I'd say that you know, for the most part, it's kind of like this is like our own thing, not necessarily like a members of. And I was like something that like stood out to me whenever I asked Jonathan at Sunday Drive. I was like you know we kind of stand out it's not a bad thing but we definitely we're really chasing that 90s sound yeah and then he you know compared to these other bands and he was like i think any band on this roster would cite gin blossoms or goo goo dolls or thrive blind as an influence which i think you guys are kind of nailing and so i was like okay cool like, yeah nice so then was sunday drive like that was your your choice or were you thinking about other people you were trying to submit to that was that actually was like one of our really strong choices yeah, i mean awesome. obviously you'd want like i don't know def jam or sony right like <laughs> but like at the same time like you have to be realistic yeah, and yeah. that feels def like jam. the right you know type of label he's doing a lot of like really good things in terms of like his his branding and his yeah. promo and 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 how he, he like kind cares of about his, develops his the roster right and i think yeah. that that's really cool and i think that that again just ties kind of back into like the hardcore adjacent uh type thing that i think we we fit in so yeah it sounds like you showed some real initiative in sort of reaching out and being very persistent. Yeah. I know that you and I had a conversation. Uh, I think it was the, the Built to Spill show. We were talking about, like, the importance of just being persistent and almost to the point of, like, being annoying yeah. to people when you're trying to get something out of them. Would you guys want to speak on the importance of that in the music industry is just how saturated it is? It's crazy. Yeah. You, like, you have to be at the top of someone's inbox there's like no other way around it. There's so many submissions, there's so many, and, and it's hard, like, I mean, even like with the handlebar, it's like, I'll get some submissions and I'll listen to it like immediately and be like, this is so sick. And then there's some where I might not see it until like, you know, a month or two after they sent it. And I'm like, dang, I really wish I had seen this then. Uh, and it just is like, sometimes just, it, you know, happening to like find it at the right time and so, by being persistent and being at the top, like that's like your only real chance to like separate yourself from from the rest of everything, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think when I like first started doing this, I was always very um, wary of being like annoying, mm-hmm. you know, like turning people off because I was, you know, talking to them too much. So far, I haven't honestly found that to be an issue. I don't know if you guys have. It's hard. Like you just have to be able to turn it off. Like you're like however you yeah. feel about it, and just say like I don't care that I'm being annoying. Honestly, like I just like I you know until you 
until you acknowledge that you've seen this, I'm going to pretend you didn't see it and I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. That's pretty much all. That's 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 what I how I feel about it. It's not about like the person who has like the most talent. You know, it's like right. the person who's most persistent. Yeah. And you might be annoying initially, but you might break through on someone that takes a chance on you. Yeah. True. Yeah. And then you've mentioned sort of other bands that you guys kind of work with. Mm-hmm. Is this to you guys is the main thing? Yeah. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, it's the one that I think we've probably invested the most time in in terms of just getting this album out and um, making it like I mean we've we've spent like so much time like thinking about like how we want to like release it and what order we want the songs in who we wanted to record it and then who we wanted to do extra stuff like we just wanted to have like as many hands in it as possible to kind of shape it into like you know there's just so much that you can do as one person if you are the designer and the writer and the the booker and all this other stuff it's just like you're gonna like only kind of see things one way yeah. and so by having so many different you know perspectives and touches on it I think that that's how we were able to kind of get the most out of it because I think uh, it's really easy to just I guess in terms of like a, a songwriter and just say like this is this is the best that I can possibly do but then when you have like another producer or like any other people involved with it other band members or anything that's how you can kind of really take like your vision and just expand it and make it like way cooler they become like extra members of the band mm-hmm. you know yeah. like when you have a really good producer or someone that can pull that out of you right. and just bring ideas out that they know you're capable of but maybe you're too close to the project like they can see it because they're not you know as close they can take a step back so, so then i guess why why now because you've had these songs for a while i'm guessing obviously wanting like a concrete label to release mm-hmm. them was a big part of it but I think I was reading that at one point, at least, uh, you guys had the intention of uh, putting out the album in the summer. Yeah. So, you know, obviously things, you know, they get yeah. pushed back. Album rollout. Things like that. Yeah. So, like, there's so much that goes into it. Yeah. Well, let's walk that back. So, 19, that's when we first started, right? And so... Uh, a lot of that was right before COVID. Uh, we had a dedicated practice space, which was Night Moves venue. And uh, we were playing there and practicing and we were able to do that. And then kind of COVID shut it down. Right before COVID, we had a show with the Ataris. Yeah, we were supposed to play with the Ataris at the Country Bar, which is crazy. Which is crazy. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it didn't happen. And um, so basically, I mean, COVID slowed us down by at least at least yeah. a year and then uh we started you know playing and like we're like okay let's like actually like finish this this album eventually right and so we started recording it we recorded it uh the instruments in 2022 yeah so june, june 2022 yeah. and uh <laughs> then we finished the instrument or the vocals and all the other stuff by october yeah. so we're, we're we're on a year now and trust me like we're very uh <laughs> we're yeah, very think, impatient like, about the it album- pretty sure was done what in may or june of this year uh no before then because remember we put out way down in april and so we we were that's why our plan was summer yeah we were basically so that basically what ended up happening was uh we were ready to probably put it out we were just again fielding um who was interested in it and we're like you know screw it like we're done waiting let's like put this out and so we started putting them out around shows so that like we could you know put a song out and be like hey we have a show coming up and then yeah and they're like okay cool and then maybe they kind of come out to it and then we did that until all of a sudden we got talking with sunday Sunday drive and then that kind of slowed our process a little bit and we were just like it is what it is you know 
because you know it, it was better for like the overall you know for the band you know he was like, let's re-release those two songs with a, with a third single. Because, again, like his, his philosophy was the same. It's like yeah. the people that are going to hear this promo have never heard or the two songs you've already put out. So you might as well just re-release it as a physical thing yeah. with but, maybe one song. But like, you know? also, we can't just put it out. It's going to be almost two months because of my timeline with the other bands. Yeah. It's like, yeah, so we understand. But now we're so excited to just get the album out. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I always love talking about this i think it's a really interesting subject you know you're putting out an album now the earliest you started working on it was like 2018 yeah some of these songs have been sitting for many years but i can only guess that your writing style has either changed or evolved a little bit there's maybe different issues that you're writing Mm -hmm. about now that obviously wouldn't have made it to the album and so i don't know is that like frustrating for you that you're kind of putting something out that people are going to hear now but it's sort of a a representation of how you felt it's like a time capsule exactly of something how you felt five years ago i'd say i'd say to some degree it is because again like when you listen to it and maybe hear the two songs that we put out like way back in 2019 as opposed to like kind of what we're releasing now but i think we did that for a reason like we kind of released more of like our current sound and our current like vibe as our singles as opposed to like some of the other ones but we like those songs still we think that they're still like representative of who we are and so like they're still going to be on the album but i think in terms of like direction it makes sense to like put out like this is kind of like our sound and our direction is in these singles and being a little bit more on like the emo side as opposed to like more of the um 90s side but again it's like having a taste of it not being like totally absorbed in it i always look forward to like even with myself when i hear an album the songs that weren't picked as single yeah because a lot of the times those are like my favorite songs yeah yeah all the deep cuts exactly yeah. and so like, like oh, we I we left the, gonna think we left a handful of those like i mean there's uh what five at least three that we play regularly in our set that like we haven't put out i think and so it's cool to like for again like a, a new user's first perspective on it is to kind of hear some of the songs and be like, oh, I haven't heard this one yet. It's just like, well, we've been playing it, but you just haven't seen us live yet. It's all right. And obviously, you know, the listener's going to have a much different relationship with the songs that you guys do, you know, because you've been with them for so long. Are you worried that maybe they're going to see them in a different way? People ask, like, when they hear the song, sometimes they're wondering what we're trying to say, I guess. Sure. But, like, I've said this time and time again, that I'm always trying to write a song that will take the listener to whatever they're feeling and make, them, make it their own for them. Mm. So, like, I just... I want to write songs like obviously I'll have what I was feeling and what my subject matter is but when someone hears it I want it to relate regardless right and I try to do that in every song I write and I feel like we have is there ever like a struggle of making it too vague like you're worried about going too far in that direction is that ever a challenge I don't think with this band okay yeah, yeah I think there's like other bands yeah where it's like you can be like almost too personal right and uh yeah gets you know like there's a lot of bands like that now where like you're you see people like sing along to these lyrics and you're like you've never been on that street in your life you've never like <laughs> you've never experienced this but it just like 
I don't know the melody is so catchy that they're just like I feel yes. what you're saying yeah. like I don't really care but I get I get where you're coming from in terms of like but I think like really it's like kind of being intentionally vague it's like yeah. we want it to be like open ended in terms of like you know while it may not be like directly relatable you can almost feel like okay I I have experienced this yeah. emotion before you know okay. I think that was it for the album but I wanted to talk about the scene here in Pensacola yeah. you guys don't mind I mean you guys have been a part of it for years assuming you've been out and sort of experienced other local scenes what do you think makes Pensacola special what do you think sets it apart the handlebar <laughs> yeah. special yeah, it's like a, there's a home base, yeah. uh, and it was just missing for a little bit. Uh, I think that there was there was Sluggos, which was kind of a little bit before we started doing stuff at Handlebar, and um, you know there's there's a nice chalkboard calendar of like what to expect coming up, and you just kind of know like hey, well, on Friday I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna see X here, I'm gonna you know expect to pay blank to see this show and. I'm going to do it with my friends and that's just kind of how we go out and do things and I think I think a lot of scenes miss that uh, to some degree I think a lot of them don't have the ability to you know before before handlebar and like after before it reopened and everything I mean we were just doing it wherever like and and when but when it happened it was so great like I mean we do it at a random spot and everyone would come and be like this is awesome but then you just never knew when that was going to happen again and then all of a sudden you're like you know people start having babies people start getting new jobs and like just kind of you know dropping out a little bit to the point where you're just like you don't really have a choice but to just kind of push through it but now that we have this it's like you know now you have kind of like your your friends that you see but then now the friends that you've made um throughout it all which has been a, a nice blessing to the area to have this again right and it reopened fairly recently right like- mm-hmm. it opened in 2022 um august so little bit less a little, little bit over a year yeah wow. so but yeah i mean there again you know covid was one of those things where we just didn't have any options but to just kind of wait it out and then there were a couple places that were like you know yeah we can do shows because it's open air and it was like great and then you do it there and just like well you can't really like book metal stuff there you can't really book punk stuff there because it's like this pretty like grassy (laughs) scenery with picnic tables in the middle of it it's like yeah i mean that works for like you know acoustic or rock bands but like not for that and so it's like we still need it at home and uh so it's, it's good to be able to have you know something like this where it feels good at 50 and it feels good at 200 you know you don't necessarily have to be like totally uh jammed out for this to feel like um the right type of vibe in here so like no matter what city you're from like you need a handlebar you know because there's like if you don't know anyone let's say at like vinyl or you don't know someone's at the civic center which you know i don't know many local bands just playing shows at the civic center (laughs) But you can come to a place like this and, like, learn how to play a show, you know, get your feet wet, and it's really accepting, and for a while it was, like, really missed. I just think that's a crucial part of any scene. Yeah. like You need somewhere where you can learn how to, like, branch out, I guess, you know. Like he said, there's, like, the first step of, like, going to a new city. It's, like, knowing where to go, right? And so, like, Birmingham has a firehouse, and Tallahassee has the park, and you know you can go to those places and know that like that's your that's your hub but like if you ask someone it's like well where do you play in uh destin they're like well uh 
like Club LA. It's like, oh, so you're going to draw 800 people there. So it's like, you're clearly not going to do that. So then yeah. as a result, you will never play Destin. And right. so it's there's certain so places true. like that where if you don't have like kind of that, I don't know, call it DIY type place to yeah Uh, grassroots type place to go you don't really have this scene behind you you just have shows yeah so you know i see you guys play here probably every other month maybe yeah about that yeah probably you just kind of like slide yourself onto a bill if there's room (laughs) yeah that's pretty much it yeah Yeah. we we're we uh as the person that books here and runs here (laughs) like it feels weird like playing here so like i don't really do it very often but Um, for this band, like I, you know, we both play with Starlin too. For those bands, like I'll do it because I'm like I like it and I want to like be able to like be part of it too, even if it's feels like a little strange. But we're doing like a record release in late December and then twenty two. Yeah. Either. So and then I'm not really sure after that, but just kind of being able to kind of pick and choose our spots a little bit. Our, our drummer Mac doesn't live here, but then luckily we have Mike who lives here also. That's just down and likes playing with us too, and so we're stoked to have him. And you know, it helps us to be able to play shows and yeah. to have something to look forward to, so that we can kind of continue like you know writing and playing together and everything. So, possibly the last question here: What do you see in the near future for the band, sort of beyond the release of the album, beyond the you know release show? We were talking about trying to do like a Texas weekend or anything like that. Just like weekend tours, I think are perfect for us. Stuff that like we can go do to get some exposure, play to different markets. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were talking about you know maybe doing like a uh, like another like EP type thing after this to kind of record it. Um, doing it like acoustic. Yeah, like that band. Switch it up. Yeah, I mean, it's just like kind of two opposite ends of the spectrum, but very similar, but like Counting Crows and then like Mom Jeans, like both bands like have like a, a vibe like that where they're like, oh, this album's like totally like mostly acoustic and that Mom Jeans just kind of put one out too. And it just kind of got me like re excited about that idea to do that and just to do something that's like a little bit more stripped down that like we can throw in our set and maybe make it a more rock version whenever we play live or even the alternative would be like hey front bottoms are playing pensacola let's play with them but let's play more of like the acoustic side and strip it down some so like being able to be flexible and kind of you know pick and choose our spots i mean we have songs where it's like you know we could pick this lineup and like play like largely pop punk bands or whatever if we wanted to and like we could do this one and we could play with like the dad rock bands or like whatever so being able to be flexible with it I think helps keep it fresh yeah sweet uh, and then is there anything else that you want people to know kind of going into the album release I don't know I'm just excited about the album release we're yeah. trying to we're putting the lineup together right now yeah we're just kind of like it'll be Christmas weekend which is always pretty busy if you're at a bar you know <laughs> oh, yeah. so yeah cool. last year we did one here a christmas type show and it was fucking freezing like it was like the coldest day in pensacola history <laughs> probably it really it wasn't but like it was like straight up ice cold like i brought the had to break out the down jacket i'm like wow. it is oh, it is shit. were you here yet probably no, not i got here in march in march so, it was like my first day here was below freezing and i was shocked i was like this isn't that's crazy yeah <laughs> okay well it was colder than that somehow okay. i don't even know yeah, like I'm what happy for like how warm it's been yeah and we've, so we've gotten an indian summer yeah the uh the thing with um that show is just like it was just one of those shows where like everyone's in town for the holidays and so it's just 
real good energy and vibes you know kind of look out in the crowd and you're like i cannot believe you're here right now like i haven't so seen cool. you in like forever <laughs> and so it's just cool to do that and so like we want to do that again and this time do some like fun gimmicky christmas things some drinks or some you know outfits or whatever it may be and just to have it like a fun you know fun memorable day that's like tied in with just like us playing like the album finally and yeah. so excited about that and just excited about the support we've gotten on that like the songs we've released so far you know just kind of looking around like it's good to be noticed like outside of what pensacola is it's like you know we yeah we expect that people around here will listen to us and if anything i mean we kind of notice that yeah. people are listening to us outside of here which is even cooler you know yeah. it's like i don't really expect my friends to listen to it on their daily drive or whatever but <laughs> yeah. it's cool to know that other people are doing that yeah. and I, I, yeah. I i appreciate that Might very even much more. yeah it does yeah. i would say it's like you it's not no forced yeah, you, yeah you're just doing it because you like it and yeah. so yeah cool. i'm excited for people to hear it just because i'm a firm believer in music being cyclical and anything that's like not cool right now will be cool in three to five years <laughs> or and i feel like i've always done a project where i was maybe a little early mm. or a little late one or the other it's like the timing was never right and i feel like y2k stuff's really big right now i feel like maybe we can bite on some of that and be fun you know because cool. i love music like this and yeah. i just like love playing with my friends and if we can get the right exposure i'm not saying like let's go trend on tiktok but like <laughs> Nowadays you have to. Exactly. Yeah. It's like kind of do I have to. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's really wild. Yeah. Say the things you wanna say. But don't forget the role I used to play. When you feel defeated, like your heart's been cheated. Just think about me like before. If you couldn't tell by listening to that entire interview, we had a great chat. I was thrilled to do that one in person as opposed to virtually. I apologize for all the background noise. I plan on upgrading my field setup soon, but support Glazed Eyes by streaming their music and maybe heading over to Sunday Drive Records to pick yourself up a physical copy of their debut album coming out this Friday. If you're local to Pensacola or plan on being in town late December, catch their record release show at The Handlebar on December 22nd. These guys are awesome. That's it for me. Take it away.